good to see you. Great to see you guys. Fix this real quick. How we doing? I know I saw you guys' faces for a couple of days at camp. Uh, great to be a part of camp. Um, didn't grow up in church. Didn't grow up in AG. Uh, so I love it when it's camp season. So it was great to see you guys. It's refreshing to be around kids uh, because your energy, your excitement about what God's doing in your lives is incredible. And it's always refreshing. And then also when you have a leader like Jeremy Wyatt um, and his core values for this group, it is so incredible when I get to come here. So like he said, uh, from Springfield, uh, go to James River Church and uh, was here yesterday, just like he said. And when he uh, gave me the opportunity uh, to come back, couldn't pass it up. But uh, for time's sake, I could talk all day and ramble on, uh, but we're going to get into the word as quickly as possible. Uh, but before that, let's pray. God, we just thank you so much for this day. God, we thank you that it's not about our strength, Jesus, because I need you. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. But you're more important than how I feel. God, I thank you for your heart for us, for your people, that we can come together in moments like this and read your word and be encouraged. Jesus, I pray, I pray that you move in this place this morning. And God, I thank you for Starbucks coffee because that's the only reason why I'm awake right now. And it's in your name. Amen. So how many people have been raised in the church? Lift your hands up. Great. That's awesome. So you guys have heard of the story of David and Goliath. And usually uh, the story of David and Goliath usually goes like this. We have David. He's a young man. He's a shepherd. He's the youngest in the family. And his brothers, at the time when we are introduced to David and Goliath and this battle that's going on and the war that's raging and, and waging and hanging in the balance to see uh, God move his people forward, uh, they're challenged. The army is challenged, and they are afraid. They're shaking in their boots. And uh, we have David, this young man that shows up not to fight, not even to be a part. Uh, of this of this battle, he just goes to check up on his his brothers because his father asked him to. And so, with that introduction, we're kind of setting the stage here. And with this, I know in youth group uh, we love to get fired up about being uh, the person, the man uh, that's going to come back from youth camp and change our community, uh, change our church, see hundreds of people come to Jesus because of us. Well, with David and Goliath, I kind of want to do a little uh, spinoff from this and uh, really just kind of change the focus point on who the hero is actually in this story. And so I'm just going to sum up uh, David and Goliath as quickly as possible for you guys. And so, like I said, we have David that shows up to the scene. We got two armies face to face. We have Goliath, uh, a giant of a man, a warrior, a champion, and he is just scary and so i'm thankful i wasn't alive back then because i would have been like the army hiding and so david shows up and like i said he's a shepherd he's a boy he's a young man and so usually we see this and we want to be david we want to be the guy that slays the giant we want to be the person that isn't afraid that is faith-filled instead of full of fear but in reality, David, a man after God's own heart, 
is an example of who Jesus is and what is to come. And so encouraging you this morning, we are not David. Uh, we are part of the army that is afraid, that is broken, that are supposed to be this manly man, this, these guys that are in armor, that are supposed to defeat the enemy and press forward and press on and see God do great things in our lives. But we actually need somebody to do this for us because we are not capable to do this. And so with that, we have David that shows up, faces Goliath, and slays the giant. And so in our lives as young kids, uh, we are faced with so many situations, uh, so many problems, so many uh, just fears and regrets of our past, of what's going on in our life that we feel alone, and we want to be the hero. But the story of David and Goliath is not about us. It's about Jesus. And so with David, uh, Jesus is personified through David and what David is able to accomplish with the power, with the spirit of God enabling him to overcome the enemy. And so with that, like I said, David is an example of Jesus, not us. Man, I am excited to be here and I love it. And it's going to be great. And so let's move on. So David shows up and King Saul, the man, he is uh, the king because of his appearance, because of his outwardly appearance. And David says, hey, what's going on? Why aren't we moving? Why are we afraid? Why is nobody doing anything? This guy is dissing my king, dissing my savior, dissing my God, and nobody's going to step up and do anything? What's up with this? And he says, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. If you're going to go out this, if you're going to do this, if you're going to be crazy enough, let me give you this armor. Let me, uh, you know, give you what all these other soldiers have so you can go out and defeat. Goliath. And so in our lives, we try to put things on us that are not us. You guys, you can have the clothes, you know, you can have the persona, you can do uh, great things, but sometimes this world, this life, situations that come will try and put pressure on you, put weight on you to make you feel like you have to do something. But in reality, it's about Jesus because we need Jesus to actually help us. And so this army that is supposed to be defying the odds are afraid, they're terrified, and they're scared. But we have a hero that comes in, and it's David. It's David. And so when David is going up to Goliath, he goes down into this valley to pick up stones. And this is where we can find our strength. Because when we talk only about our strengths, it creates competition instead of community. And so when I know your core values are a family made of friends, when it's all about you and you want to be the hero, you want to be David, you want to do something great, you're pointing all the strengths on yourself instead of living through God's grace and what Jesus has done for you. And you're trying to put things on yourself that you're not because it's about Jesus. And so with that, he goes down into this valley and he gets stones. And he uses one stone to slay a giant. 
And now I've talked about how we're not David and that we need somebody to come in and rescue us, to save us, to redeem us, and to move us forward because I know we just got done with youth camp. And so we want to move forward with the vision that youth camp has given us, what Jeremy has uh, instilled into you guys. But don't let that weigh you down thinking that you have to be the one to rise up because it's a family that's going to reach out to people. It's you guys right here, what you're going through in life, because we're not perfect and we don't have to pretend to be perfect. That you guys, when you're together, you're going to do greater things together because you're better together than you trying to do it on yourself. And so with that, David gets the stone. And this is a perfect example because I've read this story so many times and I've tried to use it to say, hey, you're going to be David. You're going to be the one that goes up and slays the giant and people are going to follow what you're doing. Instead of in reality, we're usually the ones that have to follow what somebody else is doing. And it just shows us how much we need to be dependent on Jesus. And so with that stone, here comes in this relationship with David, as I have introduced this this story to you guys. David is an example of who Jesus is going to be for us as a savior. And so in reality, when we're trying to move forward, when we're trying to slay the giant, when we're trying to do something great, we think it's on ourselves. We think we're the ones doing it, when in reality, it's God that is using his sling to move us forward and to slay the giant. And to bring all you guys together to keep going in the same direction together. And so with God's power, he slings his children that are afraid, that are broken, that need help. And he uses them in such a great way to move his plan forward. And I believe that's what's going to happen for you guys here now in the presence of just being able to be edified and encouraged when we're together. But also when we're going out and moving on to be pioneers to explore, to go to places that we've never been before. And so with that, as we see David as an example of who Jesus is for us, we can move to Hebrews 12, 2. And in Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on. It means we'd, we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, And never quit. No extra spiritual fat. And I just want to take a step back real quick. When he says strip down in scripture, he's not talking about literally stripping down. Because that would be super weird. Super weird. And I don't want you guys to do that. But it goes on in the scripture. And it explains what he means by strip down. It means no extra spiritual fat. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. Keep your eyes On Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. That long lenity of hostility he plowed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. And so, as we see the scripture, as we've seen the path that has been blazed for us, because when we put our eyes on Jesus, it becomes more about Jesus. 
and not what we're trying to do on ourselves. And so when we have our eyes on Jesus, we can see David and how he exemplifies the heart of God. And when we have a Savior that comes in and rescues us and allows us to be empowered to move on in relationship with him, to be able to pioneer, to be able to explore the existence of our purpose in this life is to worship God and to praise him and honor him and to move his kingdom forward. We start forgetting about ourselves. And so the problems that we build up, the, uh, the excuses, the situations, we start to build our problems. We start to build pillars on our problems. And that doesn't have to be your life story about where you're at right now or about where you've been. And, oh, well, you know, my weakness is just too much. I've just done too much. Because if I had more time, I could go into my story. I could, you know, we could talk about Nick's story. We could talk about Chrissy's story. We could talk about... Ariana's story and we're a family and we believe that and that's why I love being a part of LC because we are broken vessels and so when you try to cover yourself up trying to be perfect trying to be David you're taking away the glory from God because you're trying to cover yourself up to show that you're not weak to show that I don't need somebody to help me that I can show up that I can do something great and you can but that only comes from the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and so right now I just ask that you guys just stay attentive just a little bit longer as we move on through this. I just have a little bit more to share with you guys. And I just love, love, love being a part of what God has done just at youth camp. I'm excited about what he's done and what he's doing. And like I said before, I've been traveling so much. We've been so busy that so many times that we start to think it's about us. You know what I'm saying? We start to think that it's about us. And what God can give us so we can be the center of attention instead of who God is. And when you realize who God is and who's the center of these stories, it starts to change your life. And you start to worship God for who he is. And so when you start to worship God for who he is, you don't have to go out and witness to people. Because I know one of your core values is found people, find people. Found people, find people. And so when you're in worship with Christ, you don't have to work your way into witnessing to people. It doesn't have to be awkward. It doesn't have to be, hey, here's a tracker. Hey, do you know who Jesus Christ is? Because when that occurs, you're like, whoa, bro, like this is a little, what are you doing, man? You're crazy. And that's great. And that's a great way to minister. But I think when you're worshiping, you start to forget about yourself. And when you worship, it goes to God. And so when people witness that, because we can't fix people, guys, with our faith. But we can influence them to find theirs. We can influence them to find theirs when we're together, working together to give the glory to God. And so in these stories, in these scriptures, the path that has been blazed for us, like in Isaiah 43. In Isaiah 43, 16 through 21 message version this is what god says the god who builds a road right through the ocean who carves a path through pounding waves the god who summons horses and chariots and armies they lie down and they can't get up they're snuffed out like so many candles forget about what's happened don't keep going over old history be alert be present i'm about to do something brand new it's bursting out don't you see it there it is i'm making a road through the desert rivers in the badlands wild animals will say thank you the coyotes 
and the buzzards, because I provided water in the desert, rivers through the sun-baked earth, drinking water from the people I chose, the people I made especially for myself, a people custom-made, custom-made to praise me. And so when we're custom-made, when we are made in the image of God, we are able to see him more clearly. When we worship him, when we praise him for who he is, the situations that, we in, that we're in, that we are faced with, when we start to feed our faith, we start to starve our doubts. And so when you are in an army that is afraid, that is scared, when you find faith in who Jesus is, when, you, when he comes to your rescue, when he makes a path through the desert, when life looks like it's a dead end and it's not going anywhere and you're about to give up, I encourage you, if you didn't hear anything else today, hear this, that you are perfectly made in the image of Christ to worship him, to praise him, to be filled with his grace, to change the world together, to change the world together, and to pioneer and to explore and to do greater things than we've ever seen before. And when we have that encouragement from Scripture, when we see Jesus as he is, we are allowed not to fix our way, try to wiggle our way into people's lives and, and fix them, but we realize how broken we are. And so when we're broken together, it creates community. So, hey, man, I'm broken. I need Jesus. And when you start to be honest with people, when you start to open up like that to them, they can see you <laughs> as a Christ follower. They can see that there's something different about you because you're not coming at them saying, wow, man, my life is great. I'm perfect. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Yada, yada, yada. It's, it's not about me. It's not about me. And like I said, when you start to explore that, when you start to spend time with Jesus, you start to realize your purpose and why you exist, and that's to praise him, and that's to worship him. And that is the reason why we're here. That's the reason why we go to youth camp. That's the reason why Jeremy spends so much time with you guys to invest into you. And I can see the fruit in that by going to school with Nick and how great of an influence he's been, that he's had to work and work and work. And it feels like sometimes that we're in a desert, and sometimes it feels like we're about to, to die, like we've been stranded. But then Jesus shows up with his sling and he shoots us forward. And we see the giant slayed. And just like everybody else, a family, an army of broken people can move forward. And so at this time, I just ask that you guys close your eyes just for a moment. I know I'm thankful that you guys have showed up today because you could have slept in. I know we didn't get any sleep at all last night and I love it. It was great. It was fun. But you guys decided to show up. You guys decided to be here. And so right now, just for to focus, to just take time to be in the presence of God, to be encouraged by what he's just done in your life. Because when you guys were going to youth camp, I bet you had some stuff that you were going through. You know, maybe your, your family's hurting. You know, maybe you're just going through summer and you're like, man, I really don't know what my life holds or who holds my life. 
but it's Jesus. And if I had more time, I'd love to talk to you guys more about this. But just for time's sake, like I said, let's just kind of press in just for a couple more minutes. Let's praise him. Let's just take a moment to really, really just relax and spend time in his presence. Because moments like this at church aren't to be emotion-filled, aren't to be just like, oh, man, that was great. But I think that was just my feelings. I think that was just, you know, a, a random occurrence. But moments like these, when you guys press in, when you just were in, in able to encounter God in such a great way and see Him move, He's going to keep doing that. But even greater than that, just to spend time with Him in these moments. And when you have moments like these, you're building monuments. You're building monuments for your families, for your community, for this church to grow, to change, to become more like Jesus. And so, God, we thank you for that. Jesus, I thank you so much for this opportunity to hang out with such great kids that love you, Lord. God, just their faith in you is incredible. Lord, I know that, you know, I'm not here all the time to see what exactly they're going through. But I know that you've ordained this time together because just as much as I pray that they're encouraged by your word, so am I because this speaks straight to my heart because so many times I want to be David. I want to be the one. I want to do it. But in reality, it's you doing it for me. And so God, we give that to you right now. God, we thank you so much for these opportunities. God, and our faith in you is going to determine our following. God, if there's people in here that are just, they're broken. They're not alone. There are thousands of people that are needing somebody to come and save them, to come and rescue them, to show them that there's a way out of the desert. God, that they're hungry. And God, just right now for their faith to be built. Because it's not about the people that we get to follow us and what we're doing either in Springfield or at school and in our own personal lives or here at Crown Point Church, even though those are great things and your hand is on that and you've blessed this church. God, it's about who we follow because at the end of the day, that's who we want them to see. So God, I pray that we just press in just for a couple more minutes to hear from you, to spend time with you, to say, God, I'm broken, but I want to pioneer. I want to explore. I want to experience. I want to go new places. I want my faith to take me to where I'm following you, for it to be about you. God, we love you. We love you. It's in your name. Amen.